Then one day I saw the backyard cedar where the morning doves roost, charged and transfigured with each cell buzzing with flame. The vision comes and goes, mostly goes, but I live for it. The moment the mountains open and a new light roars in space through the crack and the mountains slam. From Annie Dillard. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanajo Almanac, devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And this is the Almanac for December 4th to 11th, 2015. The new cold moon coming. And some natural events for this quarter moon. Christmas trees are selling like hotcakes these days. Tractor trailers loaded with trees have been leaving Maine for Boston and New York for several weeks now. Cut your own operations are mostly underway by now at tree farms all over the state. The most popular farmed Christmas trees in New England are probably the Douglas fir, native to the Northwest, the Fraser fir, native to the Appalachians, and the balsam fir, native to New England. The balsam fir also grows wild, of course, all over northern Maine. It has a neat symmetrical shape, even without trimming, and its silky soft needles and its enchanting aroma make you want to live the rest of your life and die in a balsam grove. We've been cutting balsam firs for Christmas at our camp now for many years. All you need to do is just mow around them in summer and and cut their leaders back each year to about eight inches so that they will branch at close intervals and be a bit more full than a wild tree. Some years they're already decorated with tufts of lichen or even a bird's nest tucked into the branches. And if you keep it watered, a fresh cut balsam fir will perfume the whole house for weeks. Here's a rank opinion. These Christmas controversies are nothing new. There's been a good deal of it over the years. Christmas was probably banned first by the English Puritans, who found no biblical basis for much of Christian tradition. In 1647, the English Parliament banned the celebration as unchristian. And it is true that the oldest account of the life of Christ in the New Testament, the Gospel of Mark, includes no nativity tales, no manger, no angels, no shepherds, and no wise men. In northern Europe, a decorated evergreen tree was part of a pagan celebration of Yule long before the arrival of Christianity. December 25th was celebrated as the birthday of of the Roman god Saul Invictus, the unconquerable son from time immemorial. The founders of this country did not make much of Christmas either. Even Jonathan Fisher, who was the minister of the Congregational Church in Blue Hill from 1796 to 1838, and who kept extensive journals, does not mention Christmas in his entries for December 25th. Boston Public Schools did not close on December 25th until 1865. 
And the controversy goes on. Nowadays, we have right-wing commentators with their hair on fire screaming that President Obama is going to ban Christmas and impose Sharia law on the entire country. Honestly, some people don't have enough to do. Here's some wild speculation. Just, just imagine for a moment what it would be like to celebrate Christmas the way our forebears did. That is, not at all or very little. With a simple reading of the scripture, maybe a small exchange of gifts, celebrating the spiritual rather than material aspects of the day. Just dial it down a little. Sing a carol, light a candle, send a gift to someone in need, pray for the latest victims, raise a glass, give thanks for the child, any child, all children, and call it good. What a relief. Here's a mountain report. Tiny weather-bent fir tree grows in a crack of the rock near the summit of the mountain, Reflected in an ancient puddle nearby, its trunk is gently curved, its branches and needles are stunted. Who knows how many years, maybe centuries, it's drawn such sparse nourishment from the stingy rock. And yet there it stands, year after year, through winter, spring, summer, and fall, through solstice, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, the evergreen embodiment of life through all hardship, waiting for the light. And finally, here's a seed pod for you to carry around with you from the American naturalist Donald Colross Petey. A tree in old age is like a bent but mellowed and wise old man. It inspires our respect and tender admiration, but it is far too noble to need our pity. Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>